What's going on guys? Welcome to episode 6, no, not 6, you know, episode 10 of the Fuel for Football podcast. And we're in double digits now, man, and I feel like it's kind of a, a big deal for me personally, you know, being able to put product out and consistently develop and see it improve as time has gone on. And I'm only looking forward to, to keep producing and and head to those goals that I do have for the podcast. So thank you for the the old listeners who's been tuning in every week and every episode for the new listeners, um, I'm glad to have you on board and I hope that it's adding value. That's the most important thing, you know. Um, I hope everyone's been enjoying it. If I'm honest, I kind of regretted not doing an episode last week. I just felt like it was great building the momentum that um, has been building and I feel like not doing it was probably not the best move. But, you know, here we are. Uh, if you was waiting, I apologise. But at the same time, we had about a 50 minute episode, so I didn't want to be over consuming. People have things to do. And now I've got a little bit of competition with, you know, Hector Bellerin with his podcast now, you know, <laughs> I'm playing, but yeah. So we're continuing with mental toughness. And the last episode we spoke about confidence in the subject or the context of returning from long-term injury and, and handling that process. Today, we're looking at commitment. The aim of this episode is for you to develop the prerequisite for you to become committed throughout a period of time. And we'll get to that in a bit. And let me give you a bit of a story. So I'm sure many people um, who are listening today have a car who have driven or at least can relate to the scenario to some degree or can replace the car that I'm going to be speaking about um, with another product or scenario. <clears throat> so you buy a car, you get a car, you know, you're super elated about that. You then start washing the car, you start maintaining the vehicle, you know, you treat it like it's your, you know, your queen or your, your king. And, you know, that's for the first four to six months, essentially. But, you know, as eight months get down the line, maybe a year, maybe a little bit more, you, you probably don't look at the car the same way that you do. The level of maintenance and the level of care, you know, those fresh car smells, you know, um, scents are probably not being purchased as much car washes are just not becoming as frequent and that's because you're used to the vehicle you know and then it even may get to a point where you start looking at the car or maybe start looking at other vehicles with more interest and that's normal for us human beings we we definitely get to a point where we get bored very easily um, and that's because the prerequisite that we're going to be talking about today is not applied so let's convert that into a football scenario. So you come to a new club or maybe you actually start a pre-season. You know, everyone starts pre-season raring to go. You might have done a pre-pre-season, which I think is great for players to be doing. But you come back sharp, you know, you're developing, you might be doing extras, you're excited to be back, you've got your tan, like the motivation is quite high. So your level of commitment to whatever you'll be, you'll be trying to do during pre-season is going to be quite high. It's when the season starts going and it gets a little bit colder and, you know, you're doing the same thing, the routines over and over again, and it seems quite routine, it seems quite automatic, you kind of just get caught in the habit of just doing the norm, you know, and that's where commitment becomes something that is a challenge. Maybe it could be a scenario of your team, it could be a scenario of maybe your playing um, opportunities, and that those factors will then challenge your ability to commit. You know, if you're not playing, it's easy for you to feel like, what is the point in you going all out if you're not going to play anyway? You know, those are easy things for you to think of. Um, but the most, the, the way that you combat that thought and feeling and, and that, that mental challenge is for you to have an embedded philosophy that you live with. 
What is a philosophy? A philosophy is essentially your identity that you live by. And because you live by that philosophy, because that makes who you are, you have to, you then follow, your behavior then follows to match that, that philosophy. Let me give you a football example. Let's talk about uh, a football team with a great identity, Stoke City. <laughs> I'm not laughing at Stoke, by the way. But yeah, Stoke City um, is just all the teams that I could have thought of. I thought of Stoke. But I don't even need to go any further. You kind of have an idea of what Stoke's identity is, whether they're um, in the Premier League or whether they've dropped down into other levels, they still have a philosophy that they live by. If I talk about a Barcelona, you already know that their philosophy is more about moving the ball and high press. If you think about even a Jurgen Klopp team, so a Liverpool or a Dortmund, you know that there's a, a style of play that matches the team. And that's because they live by a philosophy. It makes it easy for any player to come into the team and adopt and adapt to that philosophy because it's embedded um, within the team. Now, as players and as individuals and as people that are very conscious in developing their mental game as you're listening to this, it's important for you to have your own identity and philosophy. Now, you probably listen to this and thinking, what could my identity be? It really is who you are, like as a player. And I've written down one. And so maybe this can give you a bit of an idea and I can break it down once I've explained it. So a philosophy could be for a, a number eight or a number 10 is I'm a playmaker that loves to break the lines of defense and get among the goals. I easily see myself being one of the best players in any league that I'm in, right? And that's something that's a philosophy within you. So you know you're a playmaker, you love to get in between the lines and you love to get amongst the goals. Which means as a player, you need to be able to maintain yourself and develop and keep pushing yourself to a point where you can get yourself in between the lines, so movement's important, but then also for you to get among the goals, whether you're scoring or assisting, that needs to be a part of your game that cannot go. It has to be something that's embedded inside of you and almost so automatic and regular to a point where people could even identify that identity and philosophy about you, you know? Um, just like the teams, for instance. So once you have a philosophy and you kind of have an idea of who you are and what you bring to your team and what you kind of bring to whatever league you're in and, and where you are and maybe not in comparison to other players, but what makes you stand out? What's your unique feature? What is it, what is it about you that makes you you and makes you effective? That needs to be your philosophy. And by having that philosophy, you're then able to start placing more short-term goals and more strategies that you can apply every month, every week for the season that you work towards. Let's just go from a philosophy. The next realistic step for you is to have a season goal. So let's think about the, the playmaker that I've just written down about. Um, the season goal might be to contribute to 20 goals um, in all comps, right? And 20 goals and contributing to that could be goals or assists. So 20 goals for a season could be this playmaker's goal. Cool, that's fine. Leave that now because that doesn't matter because that's a nine-month target, okay? And then you break that down into a monthly target. So what, what did I write down for an example for this monthly um, target? Three goals and or assists. So this guy's got to be playing and working towards three goals and assists. So this is assuming that this player is getting regular game time. You know, if you're not getting a regular game time, then you want to break that into something that's a little bit more realistic. Maybe you get in the game time, getting a number of certain appearances or starts, like, and then you break down what your monthly target would be. You know, so monthly target, three goals um, and or assists. And then breaking it down again into a weekly target is to... to um, 
maybe have a number of key passes in in a game so have that as a target in in your in your um in your for your weekly match day um strategy so what could you be doing from uh training that will allow you to then get to the point where you're you're producing key passes so you might want to replicate that you might want to have a mentality where you're not leaving training until you've done a certain amount of key passes and maybe you might want to practice different phases of play afterwards as as a form of extras and that is the start for you to really work towards commitment in both forms. So this is almost like the start. You need a philosophy, you know, you need that identity so that when challenging moments do come, when you're maybe when you're not getting the game time or when your team is not going through the best form or maybe you're not going through the best form, you know that you're a playmaker, you know that you get in between the lines, you know that you want to get more within the goals, then you start committing to those um, features of the game that you want to work towards. Now, me mentioning having a philosophy sounds quite simple to say, and it is, I guess, a lot of the times they say that football is the most simple game, but it's us that make it complicated. In terms of this and, and developing mental toughness, it's a simple uh, adoption of strategies, but you go and speak to a player and ask what their philosophy is, you're going to hear a lot of ums, you know. So if you're listening here, it's not hard to do. Make your own philosophy and start working on that. And you'll be surprised at what a small thing and a small application that you would do today will contribute to success in the season. I was then thinking about who could be a great person to speak to in terms of a guest. And I've got a documentary coming um, soon, which will be exploring the life and the, the journey of under 23s football. I actually got a documentary that's coming out this Thursday, so check it out. It's gonna be um, on a boxer who's fighting and the mindset um, in that, so definitely check that out. We'll be premiering that on Thursday. Look at me plugging all my stuff. But anyway, um, as I was thinking what um, player would really be beneficial to add value to the term or the concept of commitment, I thought that under 23's levels is a really great, uh, period or even a great example of how a player could be committed under 23 levels is the bridge from academy football to to first team football but it's easy for you to become comfortable at that stage and so i think it'll be great to speak or i thought it'll be great to speak to someone that's under at under 23 levels that's had to kind of physically challenge or consciously challenge themselves in order for them to stay committed in order for them to to stay improving and developing. So I'm speaking to my man um, that I've met working with Southend um, and he's, he's got a great mindset and he's, he's really got an incredible story in terms of how he got himself back into pro football. So it'd be great to speak to him to find out the challenges of under 23s football and how that challenges your commitment levels and how he navigated through that whole process. And I'm speaking to Henry Burnett, who's of Southend, um, well, as of last season at least, and it'll be great to, to get his perspective and and hopefully that adds value to you guys. So I'm here with Henry Burnett. How are you doing, my guy? I'm very good, how are you? Not too bad. So you're of South End United in terms of where you've been playing last season, and you've yep. been doing a lot of your work at the under 23s. Correct, yep. Yeah, so my affiliations with South End is the reason why we know each other and met. How was your, how was your season? It was good, like it was, it was a good experience, Sanchez. I know, obviously, we spoke about what I've been through in the past and whatnot. So I was I was out for quite some time, two and a half, three years. I'm not gonna, I won't go into it too much. Um, and that was my first, like, 
that was my first club since injury. You know, I went training there. I just originally went training there um, just to be, get fit and get back from my injury and get back into the flow of things. And fortunately, got offered a deal. Um, and it was it was wicked, man. I really enjoyed it. It was, you know, a, a brilliant level of football. You're playing at a professional club and playing at 23 level, so I'm playing against good players week in, week out. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I've got no nothing bad to say about about it, my experience there at all. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. And as you know, we spoke about what this whole program is. We're doing mental toughness, right? And the last episode, funny enough, was on confidence, but also confidence in the the, the subject of handling long-term injury. And I know right. that you just said that you've gone through that and Yes, this is not the subject for today. However, your story is quite an incredible and unique story anyway. You know, yeah, so just for the yeah. people that are, are um, listening and probably not aware of your story, you had an injury um, in, from academy football, had you out for what, nearly two years, you said? No, uh, nearly three. Nearly three years. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and you yeah. came back and got yourself a contract. So if you were to summarise that, what injury did you have? How did you even, even go through that whole process? Uh, it was horrible, honestly. Uh, picked up an ACL injury when I was uh, just turned 17. Mm. I was just finishing my scholar at Dagenham Reveridge. I was fortunate enough to go and be training with Nottingham Forest. Uh, tore my ACL, um, but it was only a partial tear, so they didn't want to do the whole ACL reconstruction, right? So they done like a, a small op where they just went in and cleaned my knee up. Anyway, nine months later, because they didn't do the reconstruction, my knee still didn't feel good. Uh, so they then, I've rehabbed for nine months, they've then done the reconstruction, so I'm then out for another nine months. Mm. I didn't get fit from that, um, and the same month I got fit, I then tear my groin. I'm out a year with my groin. Okay. So it was just like ACL, ACL, groin. It was just one thing after another. It was like, it was horrible. It just become a way of life, just being injured. and It was like rehab was my job. I was mm. just rehabbing every day. And when I say every day, I mean literally every day. It was just like, it was essentially, it was horrible, man. It was going to sleep thinking about when I'm going to be fit. It was waking up thinking, no, I'm still injured. It was just, just like, just mentally draining. Yeah. And it showed that I was just drained, like, throughout the whole two and a half years. It was horrible. Looking back at that, how do you feel like you coped and got yourself towards earning a contract, you know, because... We, we already can attest that injuries is a is a, an emotional roller coaster, you know. But what do you credit and look back and credit as to that was testament to your recovery, physically and mentally? Uh, reading. For me, reading helped me a lot. Like, <clears throat> my dad always used to say, like, you should read books, you should start reading books. And I, it, never, it never um, appealed to me to start doing it, but... I just started reading. The first book I read was this. Well, I say the first book I read, but the first like sort of, uh, you know, uh, positive thinking, self-help book. Yeah, was the Secret about Law of Attraction. I'm sure some people have read it. The Law of Attraction and how you know positive thoughts really impact your life and how you draw things in and how you push things away with either positive or negative thoughts. Secret really helped me. Um, I've then read a book, I've read loads of books, The Power of Positive Thinking, uh, TNT, The Power Within You. Uh, I've read some like sort of self-development uh, business books. I've read loads and it definitely helps. Like I'm not saying it was the main thing that got me from my injury. I'm not saying I got through and I was, it was happy days the whole time just because I was reading a book, but it definitely helped me 
listening to like podcasts online and Tony Robbins and uh, Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas. Yeah, yeah, Eric Thomas. Yeah. And uh, the other guy, I can't remember his name. The guy who was an NFL player was about to become big and picked up a really serious injury. I can't remember his name. Now. Just listening to all these guys and their 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 uh, seminars they're doing. Just the positive. Just the just keeping that positivity was was just the best thing for me. Yeah. And that just cut that sort of like. Uh, I've heard someone say it, like it calluses your mind. It strength it just strengthens your mind, mm-hmm. and and also like taking the positive things out of out of the stuff. So like you might say, oh, you picked up an ACL, then another ACL, then a groin. Have you took any positives out? But as soon as I picked up my groin injury, I was like, wow, this is horrible. Oh, but hold on, what's the positives of this? It allows me to allow another month, three, four, five months for my knee to recover. It allows me to build up more strength in my knee. It allows me to study the game more it was it was as hard as it is and as little as the things seem it's so it's, it's so good i think to take the positives up for like state of mind I, I i love that and last week we went well the last episode we went over some stages and some strategies and hopefully those that watched that episode the last time they can start picturing and start matching the information that you just said in terms of the way that you develop because you need to keep your mind occupied you need to keep yourself busy you need to engage yourself in the game as well. So credit to you for doing that. Credit to Pups who put you on that as well, you know, because you need that support. And, and I'm glad that you had that. Now, um, kind of shifting on. So you got yourself a, a contract um, at South End. So it's crazy that both of the clubs that you've been with, I've been with as well um, from a different, you know, from a different perspective. But um, and that's how we kind of connected in terms of speaking. You just being so keen on developing and your mindset. But like, how was your experience at under three levels? And let me preface this question because we've kind of mentioned it before, but at under 23 levels, it's the period of your career where you have to take the most responsibility. If you are not committed and you're not pushing yourself, it's easy for you to, to fall by the wayside essentially and just, you know, just not develop the way that you should be. So speak to, to what under t- the demands of under 23's levels and maybe the demands that you need to adopt yourself. Yeah, uh, as you said, you know, like, and I know we spoke about this before. If, if, how many 23s players do you see go through to first team? Maybe two, three, four. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do you want to be that two, three, or four? Or as you said, do you just want to cruise through and cruise control and in your comfort zone and just be like, yeah, no problem. I'm at a 23 club. I'm at a professional football club. I'm a professional footballer. Um, and and, I, and I'm fine to play 23. How much do you like? How much do you want it? Really, it really comes down to that. Are you, are you going to be doing extra after training? Are you going to be in the gym? Are you going to be resting when you need to? Are you going to be coming home and stretching? Are you going to be rushing off after training? Are you going to be doing all you can do to be noticed in training? Are you going to be running 100%? Are you going to be covering the most ground? There's so many things that come into it. Um, and yeah, it, it really just does. At the end of the day, it just comes down to commitment. Are you? Are you putting them extras in compared to someone else who's not or compared to someone else who is? Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and that's almost we could end the podcast there, essentially, in terms of what you just said there, which is great. But breaking that down even further now, um, how was that, that thought person that, that you had, but how was that a reality for you? And, and how difficult was it for you to maintain that? It, it, it was... It was it's tough like you know I, I i see myself as a hard worker i know i'm a hard worker i, I hope I, I work hard in training 
I'm quite a slack player, so I was always in the gym trying to bulk up and put muscle on and whatnot. Um, I was always trying to do extras when I could. Obviously, it, it's hard coming coming off the back of an in, a long-term injury. Yeah. You've got to know when to rest your body. So it was hard. Like There might be players every day after training doing extras, but I'm only doing extras two or three times a week, and it mm-hmm. may appear that they're working harder than me, but yeah. they're not. It's, I'm realising, damn, like, my body's in trouble. I've got to rest, you know? Um, so... It was, it was, uh, it's hard, like maintain, also maintaining that as well. You could like, you can be, right, you just got off for the pro, you're going into a professional football club. Of course, you're going to be buzzing for that first two, three, four weeks. So you're, you're going to be doing extras, you're going to be getting to training early, you're going to be going uh, home after everyone else. But how long can you maintain that for? Everyone can go, get in early and do gym for a week and do extras for a week. It's not hard, but are you doing that for five, six months. Are you doing that for seven, eight months? Do you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it, it, it's the difference. It's the difference. Again, it comes down to how much you want it. It's so easy to make excuses in your head. Yeah. Oh, I done extras yesterday. Oh, I done gym yesterday. Oh, my technique's all right. Oh, I'm fit. I travel the most distance in training. I don't need to do extra runs. It's so mm-hmm. easy to do that for a bit. And I think it's just human nature. I think people, humans do that anyway. thousand percent. I love that you said that. And like... There's two different types of commitments essentially because what we're talking about is almost like the off the field commitment at the moment, right? And I feel, what's, well, it's not even I feel, but the, the best way for you to really maintain a level of commitment is really to have, to start off with by having a, a personal identity and a philosophy. Why do I say that? Because if I mention a few teams to you right now, if I mention maybe a Manchester City, if I mention a Barcelona, or maybe even current, if I mention a, a Stoke City, you identify them by their philosophy. They, they can still maintain a level of um, c- consistency because they have a, a philosophy that they work with every single week, you know? And by us having a personal philosophy, that gives us the drive to keep going even when we get to that point where as humans we might tire and you know become a bit more deflated but our commitment will be driven by our philosophy you know now for you coming back into professional football what was your goal essentially or what was your driving force for the season that that just just um, transpired i wanted to First and foremost, and I know many people probably wouldn't say this, but stay just stay fit. I just wanted to stay fit for the season. Um, I wanted to, and as you talk about personal identity, it's funny you say that because coming off the back of a two and a half, three year injury, like you sort of forget your identity in a way. Uh, and I, I'm talking in terms of pitch based, like you know, knowing the sort of the player you are, knowing what you're good at, what you're bad at. It, it, it's, it was. I had to sort of fire myself again, if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also things change, you know. Things change over the time you're injured. I may have got quicker, I may have got slower, I may have got bigger, I may have got less agile. So it's just, again, was finding that. Um, my goal was to, I wanted to be in the first team by the end of the season. Um, I wanted to, as I said, stay fit. Um, and that was, that was pretty much it. I wanted to be in the first team. I wanted to be playing first team football. You know, I'm 21. I went, I signed, when I, I signed for Southam and I was... I must have been 20, so I turned 21 maybe. I'm August baby, so I turned 21, 21 just as I signed. And yeah. I wanted to be in the first time. I knew I needed to be. Uh, unfortunately, that I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't make it into the first team. I trained maybe a few times with them. 
But, you know, it's football at the end of the day. There's players that they prefer. There's players that they see suit their philosophy. There's players that, uh, yeah, they just, they may have uh, preferred over me, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's so many factors as to why that can't happen. But the, the most important thing is to control the things that you can do, which the first thing you said was staying fit and knowing your identity. Do you feel like you achieved that this season or during your tenure? Yeah, I do. Yeah, no, I do. I do. I, I, I really manage my body well, like in terms of nutrition, in terms of coming home. And I, I was stretching so much, like in terms of like foam rolling, stretching ice. I started ice bathing like every day, which I hate ice baths. Um, yeah, like I'd re I really manage my body well, which I was, I'm, I think I picked up like a little uh, quad injury, like tying. I think I picked up a little, my groin was tight, my glute was tight, like two or three week things, you know. But yeah, overall, I've just come back from, you know, two or three years out with, with, a, with an operation on my knee and then also an operation on my groin. So I was happy to be able to maintain that and keep that strong and, and whatnot. Um, and in terms of identity, yeah, I feel like I maintained a, a good identity for myself. Like, I think if you, I'm seen as sort of like a ball player midfielder, decent on the ball, technically good. Um, I feel like I maintained that or, you know, showed, showed that's what I'm about kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. And now I'm actually quite intrigued as to, you know, now that you know that you can consistently stay fit, you know, you maintain that now. I guess the next step for you, from what you probably just said, is first team action now. Getting yourself in the midst of first team football, testing your like, testing your your um, physicality, I guess, in the demands what first team presents. I really like the information you gave. I, I, I really admire your mindset, essentially, because the things that you have gone through and, and going through disappointments and setbacks as well, the way that you've combated that to, oh, in a way to empower yourself. That's all that I say. That's all that my messages is all about. You know, and and credit to you for being able to do that. And I guess now it's just you you pushing yourself in in a direction in your career where you know maybe even bigger than what you imagined. You know, and commitment's going to be one of those things that you that you need to apply on a, a daily basis, weekly basis, and monthly basis, and and all in different areas. You know, overall your 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 overall goal is to get first team action. You know, so that's something that you you kind of leave that goal to focus on the small sub-goals to get there. I'm looking forward to seeing that happening. Yeah, so I might. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure it will. I, I like to think positive. I like to speak into existence. So I'm sure what I'm hoping for will happen. Yeah, just hard work and keeping at it and, you know, doing well, hopefully. Appreciate that, man. Well, Henry, look, thank you for your time. I won't take too much. Enjoy your game. Um, I personally would prefer... Uh, Chelsea in the final, so I'm hoping <laughs> that you would lose today. <laughs> but no, no, good luck, man. Thanks, Sanchez. All right, take, take care. care. Yeah, later, take okay, care. Bye, bye. bye.